Are you a woman serving in the military and may require a little motivation or support? Or you have a question but not sure of who to ask? Or you just need to know you aren't alone in a male-dominated profession? Well, The Military Woman and So Much More is the podcast for you to be inspired, educated, and motivated to be the best damn leader in and out of uniform. We as military women need to share resources to be taken seriously, make systemic changes, and groom future leaders. Despite our differences, we are stronger together. Join host Sharika Labrie as she speaks from either personal experience as an active duty officer or interviews guests with a variety of successes, challenges, or expert knowledge on topics worthy of discussion. Let's build a network of military women who support each other and continue to be the badasses we are. Here is your host. Hello, lady leaders. Yes, thank you for stopping by the Military Woman and so much more podcast. Oh, wow. This guest, Roshanda Thomas, she is epitome of the Military Woman and so much more. I actually reached out to her before I started the podcast because she was doing things that I, I, I put in my mind that I wanted to do. And, um, she was interviewing leaders, posting it on one of the groups that I had. And, and I, I checked her out and I'm like, oh, she's a business owner too. It's, I mean, she's doing all the things. So I thought at the very least, we can collaborate. I can see where I can help her out. Uh, again, this was before I even thought of the podcast. Um, and, you know, we, we contacted, we talked. And what she has been has been an inspiration and motivator to me because what I didn't know, you know, I'm at idea stage. She's 30 steps ahead of me, you know, running the things basically. <laughs> so, so Roshanda, she is, she is a business owner of multiple businesses, is a coffee line, Rose Choice Coffee, smoothie line, Rose Smoothies, a diva boot camp that's trademarked, kid fit before and after school. And she just signed up to be a veterans trauma yoga course um, instructor so she can teach as well. And then just recently, her biggest project is a, a nonprofit that she started, Distress the Community in South Carolina. And if you check out the, the, the website, I mean, they're, they're doing phenomenal things for the, for military, not only military, military vets, teachers, firefighters, you know, people who really give back to their community already. They're offering workshops to, to, you know, distress for self-care. They're teaching yoga. Uh, they're allowing, uh, they're offering axe throwing as well as uh, a, a cage, a cage battle. I think that's where you trash things in a cage or something like that. I don't know, but we'll find out when she, when y'all listen to the interview uh, today. And I'm excited. She's just full of energy and life. And she's also a mother of three and a wife. And she's, oh, I forgot. She's a reservist. She's a commander of all things of the one eighth quartermaster battalion. So it is, you know, it's amazing how she does all this with energy, enthusiasm, and a big old smile on her face. And that's what, you know, inspires me the most. And we just sometimes need people around us like that to, to push us to do better for ourselves. So again, can't wait for you to listen. All right. Hi, Roshanda. Hi, welcome to the Military Woman and so much more. Thank you for joining me today uh, from well, Alabama, right? Yes. That's yes. how I'm right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gave the audience just a little 
brief bio. I can't really say it's brief because you do so much. And I just really wanted to, you know, dig in on how all those things came to be and how you're balancing your life with the military as a commander, especially now. And then, um, you know, your newest, your newest thing is your nonprofit and how that came to be as well. So please, the, the, the show is yours. Awesome. Um, so thank you so much for having me. Um, I always laugh when you say that, Ro, you do a lot. And I know we've dialogued um, over the past year or so. Um, but I guess for me, it's just, you know, really honing in on doing what I know needs to be done and then just having visions. And so I think I preface everything that everything I think that I've done in the past, you know, eight or nine years have been thinking through the lens of what legacy do I want to do I want to leave for my kids. So all of my passions have kind of bled into that. So you take it back six years where I just moved to Anderson, South Carolina. Um, I just came off active duty and I was taking a corporate job. And so between the corporate job and juggling kids in daycare, I'm um, just really kind of felt inadequate. Like I was somewhat bored. And so I remember the day that I went to the YMCA and I went to go take my kids in. And in a way, I was feeling kind of mom guilt working out in the afternoon, but I knew I needed to get it done and get it in. And so I go to drop my kids off and they're like, hey, they can't have snacks in here. And I was like, what do you mean they can't have a snack? And they're like, yeah, only, you know, juice, water, Gatorades allowed. And I really think that that just didn't set well with me. I remember going home and like, starting to write. And I literally just flowed an entire gym plan because I thought there are moms that are just like me that need to be able to feed their kids and are already struggling with mom guilt, you know, for a snack anyways. Like I'm giving my kids processed food instead of giving them a meal right now um, that's healthy and nutritious for them. So I, I just started flowing. And I remember telling my husband like, hey, I'm doing it. I'm opening my own gym. This needs to happen. I can't be the only one. And so that's really what kind of got started. And then from there, passions just kept evolving. So between having my gym um, that I started, I started my own women's program, Diva Bootcamp. And that just kind of came out of knowing that women struggle specifically with the specific things that men don't, um, from not drinking enough water to the nutrition of being a mom, like you just grab whatever snack. I mean, I'm guilty of eating my kids goldfish and applesauce because I forgot to pick something for myself. Um, so you think about all those things and just our anatomy, like we're different from men. We need different things. And then from there, you know, my kids were getting a little older and I was like, what am I going to do with them? So instead of paying someone the amount of money I was going to have to pay for them to go to an after school program, why can't I create my own? And that's what I did. So then I launched KidFit. Um, so with KidFit, it was an after school and before school program that I do still um, have the rights to that I have now, um, just because we still pick our kids up and pick up a couple other kids in the area um, in the afternoons. And then my brother kind of started the idea of my protein smoothie and coffee line. He was like, bro, like you drink coffee all the time. He's like, what do you think about having your own? And I was like, what? <laughs> so that was kind of crazy. But all that to say, I branded my own protein. Um, I started my smoothies for my protein to go in, right? Something nutritious, not all that sugar. Um, and then the coffee just bled from passions of just kind of reading about coffee and knowing that 
you know, it comes from a foreign country, but it comes like from the soil. And it's like, how can I make this, you know, healthy and good for people that it tastes good and flavorful and it's not bitter and burnt. So um, just kind of develop different flavors for that. And I just kind of sell it on the side for individuals that need it. I have a couple of corporate people who buy from me, but for the most part, it's for myself. Like selfishly, I grind my own coffee beans. I know exactly what temp they get dropped at when I take them to the roaster. It's in between a medium and a dark roast and you can't get it anywhere else. So, I mean, my coffee is my own and I can taste the difference and other people can too. Like your stuff's so good. And I'm like, thanks, you know? So um, that kind of bled that. And then deploys higher rack. So I shut my gym down just because I didn't have time to run that and having previously opened Anderson Axe Throwing. So that just stemmed from a passion of wanting to reach veterans and to be able to do something entertainment wise. And so as my husband and I, um, we're navigating what that could look like axe throwing came to be. So between that, um, hanging out with vets and then people with like different disabilities, um, it really just kind of came to fruition. So on Anderson axe throwing as well. Um, so then you fast forward, I was gone for a year. My husband helped out. Um, I had a couple of really good friends that um, helped with Anderson axe throwing. It grew really well. And then COVID hit, right? So we were shut down for five months. So I found myself back on the drawing board. Like, how can I be innovative? How am I going to continue to have my business thrive? Because I just opened it. Um, so we went to online uh, gift cards. So that worked out. Um, by the time we got, by the time I came back from Iraq, um, the landlord um, was really gracious to me and kind of just kind of fixed the rent, um, knowing that hey, they have no people coming here. You know, it's not even like I was like, right. hey, we don't have people coming here, but we really did, right? Like we were shut down. <laughs> right. Um, right. So came home, um, built it back up again, started getting people in, put in all the protocols for COVID nineteen. You know, the mask wearing, sanitation, the signs that we had to have, um, making sure all the lanes were six feet apart, which they are were. Um, so we didn't have to do much in that arena and just started building again. So you fast forward, I'm home, you know, last August, um, time started to go by and I started doing yoga. Um, and yoga really grounded me. Um, I've practiced some forms of yoga over the years, but it's been more flow. I did a beach body format called Pio that I was certified in for a really long time. And though they teach you the moves, it's not the connection of breath work, which now I know being a yogi mm -hmm. that it is the um, asana and the breath work. It's the combination of the two that make it yoga. And so with that, um, I started thinking, how can I reach the community, right? So you take all the things that I've done from axe throwing, right? My mobile axe throwing units to mm -hmm. the fitness aspects of it, to yoga, mm -hmm. meditation, and breath work. What does that look like? And that mm -hmm. took the passion to distress the community. And I know you asked me specifically earlier why I kind of came up with the title and um, I was meeting with a friend. And like I said, I'd been home for a couple of months at that point. And I was going over all the things that I was doing and what I wanted to do. And she stopped me and she said, you're wasting your talents. Mm -hmm. And it hit me because I was like, what am I wasting? And we literally went from the morning through the night. And she poked all the holes in the time that I was wasting with doing things that had no value for my future. So when you take that and you do it for a week and then you do it for mm -hmm. two weeks and then you do it for a month and you look at a year, I challenge anybody to do that. You will see how you are not optimizing your time. Whether mm -hmm. you choose to do things with that time, you need to know where you're wasting it, whether you can do an extra workout or you can be meal prepping or you could do something extra for your kids or for yourself. 
you'd be amazed at how much time. So when she brought that to my attention, I thought, how can I hone all of this? Where do all of my passions lie? How can I help other people? Um, and like I said, that that uh, has led to my new venture of my nonprofit, Distressing the Community. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I just actually opened a second location as well for Anderson Axe Throwing um, at a venue that's about 20 minutes outside of Anderson, West Anderson, and it's by the lake. So I'm going to be able to have axe throwing there. I've already talked to the owner about bringing in some other activities. He's agreed to let me teach yoga there um, on some Saturdays if I want to. I mean, they have 10 acres. I mean, the sky's the limit. I'm going to be able to have veterans come, uh, learn more about yoga as I'm venturing down this road. Um, I'm about to get a second uh, certificate um, in trauma work with veterans. So that will allow another avenue of yoga um, for veterans that I'm excited about. Um, and I've also joined the VFW in the interim and I'm a member with them and I'm going to start teaching yoga there as well. So I know it's a lot, but it it's is all my passions. Okay. <laughs> so I have so many questions, right? So the first question, yeah. let's back up. You got out of active duty and you took a corporate job. And I love how you just telling your story because with so much ease, like, yeah, I started a gym. Then I started an after school program. <laughs> And I'm just like, okay, I can't even, you know, pick up my own kids. No, but um, so let's see. So you were at the corporate job. Were you still working full time when you started all these endeavors? Or have you been working? Yes. You, you're out of mm-hmm. corporate, right? Like you are. Yeah, I'm out of corporate. Okay. Oh, okay. yeah. Let's just make this. Yeah, so I'm okay. out of corporate. Um, I left corporate and then uh, went to working for a marketing firm for almost two and a half years. And then when I found out my unit was mobilizing, there was no way I could push hard because I was on the track of having my own marketing firm um, at some point, you know, in the future. So I was working towards that and having my gym. But when I found out my unit was deploying, I would have to start the program completely over. So it just wasn't going to be a good fit. So I learned a lot. I mean, I don't regret being there for the two years that I was there. Um, but you know, with the unit deploying, the goal was, Hey, I can continue on with my businesses and I'll just, you know, go on orders when I can and help the unit get ready to go. Um, and so that's what I did for about eight months prior to the deployment. Cause there was a lot of stuff that needed to, to, to get us out the door. Wow. So you found it easier to manage a business. I mean, you ended up closing it down when you deployed, but you found it easier just to manage a business rather than go on with another, you know, like a, a job per se. Um, with the marketing company to grow with them. Right. Basically. Okay. Um, but I'm sure you use that marketing all in all your businesses now. Um, oh, yeah. I learned so much. It was, <laughs> I wish I, I mean, had those I apply skills. It daily. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I, I mean, that's everything of how you, yeah, I, I'm sure that's, you know, part of why you've been so successful as well. Okay. So, Let's see, the gym, you deploy, you close down the gym and you came back. I mean, it's just amazing to hear, like, I saw some, like, I saw a gap and our, I was already doing it so much that I figured I'll just, you know, make my own coffee or, you know, I'll provide my own gym with the child care because there's other people like me, right? <laughs> so somebody besides me should be, be joining this gym or this child care thing. And I mean, and you just did it. I, and it sounds like it was really short turnaround, like from idea to, to launch. Like you thought of it, you did a little research and boom, there it was. And it was, and it was going. And that's the thing with entrepreneurs. I mean, I don't know 
you know, so I'm, I'm curious to, to hear what your list was, what all the ideas that you had before you came out with the nonprofit, you know, uh, you just kind of find like opportunities everywhere, right? Every time you look, you're like, Ooh, I bet you that's, <laughs> Oh yeah, I drive my husband nuts. Did with you that. realize how many gaps Dude, there? Dude, you don't know how many restaurants I would have opened if that man wouldn't have stopped me. He's like, bro. I'm like, no, but we can do A, B, C, D, E, F, and G. He's like, who comes up with that in 10 minutes in the car? It's like, don't judge me. That's my husband. He's like, just pick one thing, Shrika. Just one thing. But, I'm, but I have so many ideas. And, you know, I hit you up uh, in the little introduction. I was like, um, yes, yeah, so I hit up Rashonda because she was already doing so many things. Well, I didn't realize you were doing as many things as you were doing. But I thought, oh, well, maybe we could collaborate. And I'm throwing ideas to you, not knowing, like, I'm just in ideas in my head where you're like 30 steps ahead of me. You know, you already are like acting on your ideas. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe she can be an inspiration and a mentor. <laughs> Let me fall back a little bit because she, she is way ahead of me. And I'm just like, oh, I got all of these ideas and you do too. And, uh, you know, I don't, we don't need to come up with so many ideas. Oh, but that's funny. Um, okay. So you deploy. And so why the focus on vets? Is it just because you're, you're in the military or is it just a special place in your heart? Or is it a big, you know, community in South Carolina? For I missed the first part of that. It broke up. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I said, why the focus on okay. the vets? Oh, I mean, just because I have multiple friends who suffer from PTSD. Um, okay. And, you know, after talking to them too, like, hey, what are like outlets? And they don't really have any. Like they mm-hmm. meet together and they might go bowling or they may, you know, go have something to eat at somebody else's house. But I mean, there's not really a, a huge community of things to do. Um, so when I was pitching the idea, they're all like, yeah, that sounds like fun. So. And so the de-stress community nonprofit, is it, I, I was reading, is it mobile? Um, so it can be. So I still have my facility because I own it, Anderson Axe Throwing. I have mm-hmm. two mobile units so I can go mobile. Um, mm-hmm. And then with the yoga, I can teach yoga at Anderson Axe. Um, I'm actually launching. <laughs> You're gonna laugh at me. Uh, I I, uh, I don't know if you've seen it or anybody else has seen it. It's called Chop Fit. So it's axes for fitness. Oh God, are you, weighted. Um, all I can imagine are like girls in tiny shorts and flannels, like doing axe work like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> you can't did. see me, guys. We have we have done it. I, I ordered a couple axes. of them. Oh yeah, I ordered a couple of them just because I was super curious. That was another venture. My husband's like, really? I was like, yeah, let's do this. So I ordered them and he's like, these things are heavy. I said, this is about to be bomb. So I taught my first class like two weeks ago and all the ladies like text me the next morning. They're like, I can't walk. And I was like, yes, it works. (laughs) So wait, so you have an ax and you're really just like doing like motions with them? Yeah, it's a fitness ax. They all come in different weights. Depending on where you hold the base one is the heavier Uh it becomes. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> I I just I can't see so you closed your gym, but you doing you're doing like yeah, okay, okay, okay. I, I yeah, that's amazing. So I guess really what's your most memorable moment in your career then thus far? Because you still got a while to go of, of greatness, but yeah. thus far. Um, honestly, I would say military wise was this weekend, um, just because I took command, uh, back in October 
And we haven't had an in-person battle assembly, um, you know, since, since then. And even that was, you know, masks and staying away from each other. And so this weekend has been the first time that I've actually seen soldiers face to face. Um, and, you know, knowing that they've been, you know, my people that have been tracking their medical and everything else for almost a year now. Um, so it was really humbling uh, to see them face to face this weekend and um, to kind of catch up some. So I honestly would say I would say that that's one of the more memorable moments um, of my career. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, being deployed, you create uh, camaraderie and I still talk to quite a few people. Um, so there were some good times there, you know, some late nights and getting work done. Um, the missile crisis was a hard night, uh, not knowing what was happening. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, a memory that'll be etched forever. But yeah, I would say uh, this weekend, this past weekend was for me. Wow. I mean, all the things and it's just being face to face with the soldiers. So are y'all going to be like uh, face to face from here on out? That's the plan. Uh, They've gone to phase four with COVID. Um, So uh, for the 80th training command. So we are supposed to drill in person um, unless, you know, anybody has any extenuating circumstances. So like I know not for us specifically, but there are some uh, soldiers who take care of elderly people. So I think that they would be allowed to continue to, you know, can uh, do battle assembly virtual, um, but they'd have to get special permission. But for everybody else, yeah, we're going to start meeting. Okay. Um, how's the the axe business going? Has our people like come out now? I, I know you say you're starting a second location, so I'm assuming people are now like, you know, playing. Yeah. <laughs> that everyone's yeah. playing now out and about because I know some some states are a little bit more like lockdown than others. I wouldn't say like mandatory lockdown, but you know, people are still yeah. fearful. But yeah, um, but I know what the well, they are. Too. They're coming. I mean, people are getting okay, vaccinated. Good. People want to get out. They want to do stuff. So even with my my nonprofit, you know, like I want to do a couple of fundraisers. So I've just kind of started, you know, planning that slowly and surely to kind of roll some of those out this summer, um, just to create funding um, for us to be able to to do the things that um, the visions that are behind the the nonprofit. So, yeah, um, the cool part about the second location is that it's connected to a restaurant. Um, and so the restaurant is what's going to bring the people and then the axe throwing will be kind of the byproduct. And so as that model develops, my goal is to either get a food truck or put a kitchen inside of my axe throwing facility. I've been hesitant about food for like ever, um, just because I like food and I like recipes and I have to find someone else who shares similar passions to be able to help me out because I don't have anybody in my, in my circle or even my outer circle that can even match, you know, the food like industry portion of it. So mm-hmm. that's going to take some cultivating, but I'm excited about it. Oh my gosh. Cause that's like a chef, right? Yeah. I mean, you would need like a chef or something like yeah. that. And or okay. at least, yeah, I, or at least I, like I, a manager that uh, understands food, you know, that can understand the ordering right. and then what needs to happen for like the times that the food needs to cook and the time to get it out. So, um, right. and I'm, I'm willing to train somebody too, if that's something that they want to do. Like I said, it's just, it's going to take time. Right, right. Okay. I, I know I've always had a little dream of having like a cupcake winery food truck because I like cupcakes and wine. <laughs> I mean, we can do that. I mean, I'll come visit. <laughs> I'll get you started. <laughs> so random, but I'm like, how cool would it be just to hang out to have, you know, a little glass of wine and a cupcake? <laughs> Put my two loves together. 
Hey, that's a great combination. I'll, I'll sell you some coffee. <laughs> right, right. We add your coffee to the mix. I mean, it sounds phenomenal, actually. I'm like, I want to try some of that coffee. My, oh, my yeah. husband's a big coffee drinker and um, we he used to deploy to Columbia all the time. So you know, we've been spoiled and no one's gone to Columbia in like a year or two. So we've been out for a while. So everything yeah. seems like mediocre compared to the Colombian coffee. Yeah, I tell you, I've been thankful that the 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 company that I get my beans from has still been able to get beans. So my beans are Brazilian. Okay, so that's where they come from. Uh huh. And yeah. I I know a couple other people who has like uh, coffee online coffee companies, and it's you know I've toyed toyed with the idea because I have so many ideas, but yeah, when you're sitting there explaining it, I'm like, holy moly, the temperature, the flavor. <laughs> Girl, it's awesome. Like my, my favorite head. though, and it doesn't take long to figure it out. I mean, you have to hone your flavors and, and how you do it. But um, I have my, my favorite is a nutty pecan. It's actually named after a friend. Um, it's an inside joke, but uh, it pulls a uh, flavor that is not only like nut based, like something you would taste like a hazelnut, but it uh-huh. has like this sweet, like salty kick and Ooh. everyone loves it. Like they lose their minds over that. And then my signature blend is called Christmas Spice. And it literally smells like Christmas morning and people drink it year round. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I'm gonna have to, and you have an online store, right? Well, I, I had an online what? store that was connected with my gym. So I took it down because between everything else, I was like, I don't want to build this website again. And I didn't want to pay for it being away. Like it just kind of seemed like a waste. Like my husband was not going to grind my beans and sell them to people. Like he just wasn't doing that. You know, like he had three he kids to take it. care of. Right, right. And you're deployed and he's no. like, and you want me to ground coffee? No, yeah, I know. No. So, I mean, is that something in the future for you to, you know, at least I probably will because like online store. Yeah, because. Yeah, it didn't take it didn't take long to build the website. I just have to sit down and do it again. Um, Because like I've done a couple of events where I've done my smoothies and my coffee. Um, Actually, I I keep thinking of all the things that I do because I don't talk about it out loud. I kind of invented this (laughs) wine slushy that people love at the at the X place. Uh-huh. And so I took it to this fair and I did it for like three people. And the next thing I know, I had like 50 customers. So like, Hey, are you that girl doing those wine slushies? How'd you come up with this idea? What's in it? You know? And it was just funny. Cause they just creep up and be like, are you the wine slushy lady? And I'm like, Oh, I guess everyone's talking about me. <laughs> girl. Yes. Wine slushies are all that. I've, I've been to one wine, like a wine festival. And I was like, Ooh, these are delicious. Yes. So yeah, yeah I know. I mean, see, you, you find things that you don't even know people want, right? And then it's like, uh, hello, <laughs> where are you? You closed the yeah. stuff down? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I mean, that's I mean, completely, that's great. What about, and I know the answer to this already, but how important has mentorship been for you in your career? Um, so I would say for a long time, I didn't know what the definition of mentorship you know, was and the value that I didn't place in women who were giving me nuggets of advice. So for a while, it's like, oh, you just get advice from people. And it's like, okay, then you apply it, right? But that's mentorship. So I've had so many mentors over the years and I can just trace back to the conversations or the one-liners that really meant something and really continue to drive, you know, all the passions that I do have inside and for other people, you know, to do well for themselves. And so 
I would say, um, especially when I first came in the military, you know, now retired Colonel Mack was huge um, because she was like, you're so dang smart. I need you to get focused. And I still remember that, you know, I was like, what? I'm smart. Like, of course, you know, you're smart, but like to have someone acknowledge that and then to really like push your limits, because that's what she did. She said, I'm going to keep giving you work so that you understand where your limits are. And I was amazed at how much I could do even then. Right. Um, so continue on through the years, you know, through other mentors and spending time with them and them spending time with me, you know, and just getting focused on specific things during specific seasons of my life has really gotten me to where I'm at. And so I would even say outside the military, having males who they probably wouldn't have considered themselves mentors to me, but just having those conversations and valuing their opinions have been huge. Um, for me, especially in my outlook on specific things. I think I had my own biases because I'm just a person, you know, um, and then having them say what they were thinking or what they were feeling in a moment really has kind of changed my my outlook on, well, man, like there is other ways to look at certain things, right? You don't always have to have the answer or have it right. Like some things you're going to have to navigate through and grow. And so that's what I offer to people now. It's like, you may be having a specific thought process as to how you want things or what you need, but be open to the other side or at least seek out the other side so that you can really have an informed decision. You can keep your thought process. That's fine. But know what the other person is thinking and feeling Um, just because you don't know if you need to potentially explain that at a different part or different season in your life. So take the time to do the work. Take the time to work through the things that are hard. Um, Sit down, feel it, you know, know how it made you feel, uh, why you felt that way, and then move on from it. Um, because I think we, we all carry around a lot of baggage too, that we don't necessarily need to, because we're not willing to do the work. Um, but I will say that when you will do the work, that the positivity that comes from that really will allow you to, um, open up untapped talent that Mm. you didn't even know you had. Mm. When you, when you say like doing the work, you know, a lot of people are like, but I am, I'm, I have so many things going on, but I think that it, it takes it back to what you said before, but it's towards things that are not moving you forward. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so busy. What God is the saying that I'm going to just mess it up that, you know, busy is busy is different from being actually productive. I think it was, or, Mm -hmm. you know, just because you woke up and did a thousand things in 10 hours, doesn't mean that it moved you forward. And then we feel stuck, right? We're, we're, we have so much going on. We're doing this, that, and the other, but yet there's something inside of you that feels still incomplete, right? Because you're not moving forward. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you kind of relate to that at all? Yeah. And I would say, I know that I do a lot, but because I feel so focused and I write down my goals and I revisit my goals and I evaluate why I have certain things the way that they are, and I'm open to change and I'm open to having things grow is I think the the thought process and how I've kind of changed and, and learned. So I think you have to want to be productive. Uh, You have to not be attached to the things that you're doing, because if it isn't working, you got to let it go because you're just spinning your wheels. Like you just said, you know, Um, so I'm not too attached to anything, but I won't let it go. Um, And it's been hard. Um, There's a couple of things that, you know, I thought, hey, this is how things are going to go. And this is what we're doing. And it just didn't happen. And I had no options at that point. So it's like the door was closed. And I think if I 
I shouldn't say I think, I know that as I did the work and processed that relationship and those conversations, I saw red flags earlier on, but I wanted it, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted that to work. And sometimes I think we do ourselves a disservice by not allowing our intuition kind of guide us in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just taking it all in. (laughs) I mean, that those are some really good nuggets of uh, sometimes you just have to know when to pivot. You know, we can't be hard pressed, like, but I want, but I want, you know, I've thought of this, I planned this, you know, it's time to just go forward. And things, like you said, we're not taking in what our surroundings and really being true to what's going on around us. And we have to pivot. And that's being open to mm-hmm. mentorship, you know, and other outside people who are looking in and can offer some good perspective that, you know, we have to be willing to, to take in, to be successful. Uh, I know I, I have trouble right. doing that with, with my husband. <laughs> He's very intuitive yeah. and he can offer a good, pers- you know, perspective, but I'm just like, no, no, I'm doing this how I'm doing it. <laughs> so yeah, it's just being open yeah. to it. Huh? Um, so I know if I was listening to this, I'll be like, well, how did you manage? I mean, I know usually people they want to hear you say you know oh you must have had help I'm sure they're they're filling in those gaps right oh you must have family around you can do that Uh, oh you came from money or you were able to do that because this that I mean is there any particular field Um, yeah I mean I I didn't No, I mean, yeah. So you go to the basics of a social justice, right? So do I have privilege in certain areas? Yes. I am a 35, you know, year old heterosexual woman and my, you know, pronouns are she and her. So yeah, I get that. I have privilege in areas of being, you know, middle-class and the amount of money that I make, but everything that I have, I have worked for. Um, and so I think that that's where it, 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 there's the divider. And so you know, my parents have worked hard. Their parents before them have worked hard. And I recognize that on a daily basis mm-hmm. that our ancestors, you know, black, white, and different, you know, not even labeling a race have worked hard to build the country that we live in. Um, and granted, you know, we can discuss, you know, for hours about who actually owns what um, and who started, you know, ownership and who took, you know, what from who. Um, But the reality is I know who I am um, and I know where I want to go, especially as I circle back to, you know, what I said in the beginning of leaving a legacy for my children. Um, And so, yes, my mom and my dad do help me on the weekends because I have businesses to run. Um, I do have a couple of babysitters that um, are, you know, honestly become my ride or die. Like, you know, if I mess up an event on a Tuesday and I'm like, I don't normally take events on a Tuesday. I need a sitter. You know, I do have people who can step in that I trust um, that my children are going to be able to be with. And I realize even in that I have privilege, you know, because there are other people who are not fortunate to have people that they trust with their children. And so they've had to take a step back in different things. And that's not wrong because they're prioritizing their children. Right. Um, And then from there, I mean, I I pretty much do everything else. I do cook. I do clean my house. I don't have a maid. And that's just one of those resolves that I have for myself. If I get so busy to the point that I need to get a maid, then I'm going to let certain things go away Um, because I enjoy having a clean home. I enjoy, you know, cooking for my family. Um, And, you know, sometimes that's a 
crock pot meal, but it's still better than mm-hmm. something processed, right? right. Um, right. Sometimes it's, you know, boiled vegetables versus having time to saute them, right? But hey, they're still <laughs> eating broccoli. You know, they got their broccoli. Um, so it is what it is, right? They had some peas. I'm good. Um, yeah, the sweet peas. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I would say towards that. Um, so yeah. Well, I just have a couple more questions on wrap up here because you, you know, you've already started your day, uh, with the workout and all that jazz. And I'm sure you have a laundry list of things to do on a Sunday, but what is something you're not (laughs) good at? Because everything, you know, sounds Ooh. like you you touch it, it turns to gold. That's so funny. Um, I don't think I'm good at communicating. Um, and there will be plenty of people who will disagree with me. But I feel like I can do a better job of communicating my thoughts and ideas and feelings um, and, and really giving context behind it. I feel like sometimes I'm like, hey, this is what we're doing and this is you know, what we're doing, right? And I don't really give a lot of context as to why or what my thought process was. And so um, I'm learning to slow down uh, in that, knowing that I have to give time to that because if I can't continue to get buy-in from other people, I'm not gonna be able to do what I wanna do, right? I can't have multiple locations for Anderson Axe throwing if I don't take the time to develop my employees and I don't take time to allow them to understand my vision. If I'm just like, hey, go show up here and they don't understand the why behind it, then it, they got no stock in the game, right? They're just collecting, right. you know, a check at that point. And that's not going to get me anywhere. Right. Um, so, yeah, I would say I'm not a good communicator. <laughs> well, it sounds like, well, you know, your weakness. And I, I know I, I, most people say don't focus on your weakness, right? <laughs> focus on your strengths. But I, I agree. Communication is definitely something that we all can practice in. But it's a practice, right? Every day, you know, like, wait, should I explain that more? Or should I just let it be? So you're, 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 what's the word I'm trying to, I haven't lost my train of thought. But yes, okay. that sounds, that sounds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that much of a weakness because you're on here communicating just fine and I'm following everything you're saying. So, <laughs> but okay. But yeah, we can all work on our communication for sure. I get that for sure. So let's see. Um, what is something that you would tell your 22 year old self? Oh, girl. <laughs> that much? I've been, no, not that much. It's just, I've been driven my whole life. And okay. I'll tell you the story. And it's funny because, you know, I always thought I was a good kid growing up. And my mom told me, I think I was like going off to college. And I was like, mom, I've, I've always been a good kid. And she's like, Ro, you're so driven in particular, nothing has changed. So I was the kid in class, right? That would get like a 95. I would go to the teacher and I want to know why I made a 95, what I did wrong, who made a hundred and what I needed to do to get my five points <laughs> in every subject. Okay, you're laughing. My mama said I drove my daddy crazy. And she said they would try and sit down and talk to me. And I just wasn't having it. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, this is what I'm doing. You know, (laughs) this is how I'm doing life. And she said I did it in every subject the whole way through school. (laughs) So then you get to college, you know, ROTC, you know, still super driven. You know, I had this great ambition that I was going to be a double major and got knocked off my butt because I cannot do double major and do the army. That was just doing way too much. Um, so, you know, I dropped government and, you know, kept Spanish, which was a hundred percent, you know, the best decision I feel like I could have made in my undergraduate degree. 
just because it opened my eyes up to more culture, um, especially living in the Dominican Republic for six months and truly seeing, you know, what poverty is, you know, what mm-hmm. socioeconomic, you know, statues there truly are. So that was awesome. Um, but <laughs> um, I say by 22, I uh, probably would have told myself to not put so much stock um, in relationships because they're fluid. Um, and I say relationships, not, you know, male, female, you know, female, female, whatever, but just relationships in general. Cause I think you like want to begin to have a click at 22. You're like, oh, these people are going to be with me for the rest of my life. And then when they're not right. Or, you know, you have a falling out with someone, you know, you're kind of devastated because you're only like in your twenties. Right. Um, so I think looking back, I would have told myself to breathe, chill and just, you know, have friends and keep going with your goals. I, mean, I don't know about you, but looking back to my friends, I have, you know, groups of friends from different eras. You know, I had my, my, my college friends that there's like one, you know, couple that I stay in touch with. Then you got friends, then now it's just kind of like random people that eat through water, work things like that but I have different days of friends <laughs> for different yeah. point, point, uh, points in my life so oh, yeah. yeah yeah and I have one or two you know that just, I still talk to but I mean don't get being in a yeah mm-hmm. right right you know so mm-hmm. last question is there anything anything we didn't touch upon or is there any words of advice for people who are uh and you know a business or or being a parent or a spouse I mean is there anything at all that felt kind of a mantra you didn't talk you broke up a little bit I think you asked me if there was like a a mantra that I would get for military yeah that that any anybody listening to this um any inspiration motivating wisdom anything you um i think just give yourself time to work through what you need to work through um and i know that seems super vague but everybody's in a different place everyone um, whether they recognize it or not, has things that they need to work on. And I think that that's where it all kind of starts and, and taking the time to do the work to recognize, as we kind of talked about your strengths and your weaknesses, and then developing from there. So no, I don't advocate that everyone do all the things that I do, because if you're not passionate about it, then you're wasting your time, right? Um, I think that you really mm-hmm. got to figure out what you want to do and then get super focused. And if that's staying in the military for 20 years, what do you need to do in order to do that? If that's being a mom and staying in the military, then that's what you got to figure out and to make it work and to do put all of your time, effort and energy into figuring it out. Don't let a day go by that mm-hmm. you're not progressing in that because that's what you've chosen that you want to do. Um Same thing in relationships, like whether you're single or you're dating someone or you're married, like, are you going to put in the work? Are you going to work on the things that your significant other is saying they have X, Y, and Z? Or as a single person, are you working on your habits so that, you know, somebody maybe one day will want to cohabitate with you? Are you cultivating bad habits, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, I think those are the, 
the things. Um, but it starts with self. Cause if you're not happy and you're not mm-hmm. doing what you want to do, nobody else around you is going to be happy. And you're going to live a life, in my opinion, of, you know, regret or maybe I should have. And um, I'm not doing that. I, I refuse to accept that. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. Amen. Yeah. Yes. I know <laughs> I could have, would have, could have, right? Yeah. Do it. If it fails, it fails. At least you tried. No, that's, yep. that's perfect. I mean, that's great words of advice. Um, lastly, Roshonda, I know that I, that was supposed to be the last question, but where can we find you? Is social media? Is there Facebook? Yeah. Is there, I know there's no online coffee shop, unfortunately, but you know. See, now you're, now you're about to have me stay up and build one. Thank you. I'm putting it on my to-do list. I got you. I got you. Um, I think I can do a quick one through Square and get you a Square link. Um, so I would say, um, they can email me. It's just my name. I've had it since I was 15. I created it. So it's exactly how you spell my name at gmail.com. So it's R O S H O N D A at gmail.com. Um, I will respond when I can. Um, I do try and honor, you know, people taking the time out to write me. Um, especially now on Monday nights, I do a positivity talk for stress management, um, company. And so I do have people that email me and ask questions. And so I definitely take the time, uh, carve out time to, to respond, um, on social media, you can just look up Rashonda Thomas and then all of my things, all the things are listed underneath me on my profile. Um, I've left it public. Um, you kind of read about my journey and the things that I've done over the past, you know, a couple of years. And so I try and post things that are insightful, um, for people just because why not? you know, it's kind of my, my thought process, like why create a blog when I have social media and I can share it on Instagram and on mm-hmm. my Facebook. Um, I try and post different content on each one. I'm very deliberate about that just because I think it's super easy to put share on both versus mm-hmm. taking the time. If I've thought through something that morning and then cultivating something that goes on Facebook and then something different for Instagram viewers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's work. Ooh, good for you. well thank you again miss roshonda thomas for taking out time of your busy schedule doing of course all the things and speaking to us today i got a bunch of nuggets from that so um and uh, this should be posted in the next two not this wednesday but the next um but i'll let you know you know when it posts and thank you listeners for listening and stay tuned for the next episode If you are enjoying the podcast, please comment and keep updated on the Military Woman and so much more Facebook group or at the Military Woman on Instagram. Also, leave a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast and thank you for your support.